What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Nick Mo Cedar here, and we are live. Now, today's show is going to be all about Brazil. I do want to talk about Brunson versus Adams, which was dismissed for sovereign immunity. We'll get to that towards the end of the show, but uh, most of this is going to be about Brazil because the situation that happened yesterday, it I swear, I swear to God, I feel like I'm in an episode of the Twilight Zone. The parallels between what happened in Brazil and what happened on January 6, 2021 here in the United States are just shocking. And the craziest part to me is the fact that the media acknowledges these parallels. But while we are sitting here saying that this is a PSYOP, they're running the same cookie-cutter PSYOP on Brazil that they ran on us to silence their political dissidents and shut down all talk of election fraud, the media, get this, is freaking blaming Donald Trump. I shit you not. I'm not joking. They're actually blaming Donald Trump. I mean, the man is so powerful that he can incite an insurrection in another country from Mar-a-Lago without saying a word about it. Every single, every single article, every single video from MSNBC to CNN, they're saying we have to talk about the connection between Bolsonaro and Donald Trump. And I, I swear, I mean, I'm just, I'm just mind blown. I, I feel like it makes, at this point, nothing should shock me. But this one actually makes me feel like just throwing up because the absurdity and the level the level that they're willing to go to to try to <laughs> they they'll, they'll blame every they blame everything on Trump, man. It just it's nonsense at this point. But basically what they're saying is that Trump was advising Bolsonaro's son. They it, Bolsonaro was a huge fan of Trump. You know, he was like his idol. And so they're both fascist dictators, and Bolsonaro, he, he took a page out of Donald Trump's book and ran the same play and got the same results, I swear. Look, if you don't believe me, I pulled a couple videos, and uh, I just want to show you this video so we can start off giving myself credibility. Here we go. Those who follow Brazilian politics say this felt almost inevitable. Since January 6th, how much concern has there been in Brazil that something like that could happen? A lot, because Bolsonaro is a major fan of Trump, like Trump is his idol. The protesters have received support from some Trump allies, including former aide Steve Bannon, who posted about it on social media, calling them freedom fighters. Bannon was involved in the president's attempt to overturn the 2020 election and even predicted the chaos one day before the Capitol riots. All hell is going to break loose tomorrow. Meanwhile, global leaders quickly condemning the violent behavior in Brazil, with President Biden calling it an assault on democracy and tweeting, Brazil's democratic institutions have our full support and the will of the Brazilian people must not be undermined. Okay, so they're not just blaming Trump, they're blaming Steve Bannon. I swear, man, these people, it's, it, I shouldn't be surprised. It's all so predictable. But at the same time, I'm a little bit shocked right now. Um, so we know what happened in Brazil. I showed you guys the clips from yesterday. There's there's tons of them flying around, and uh, it was it was absolute chaos. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I don't want to sound like CNN, but it was absolute chaos. You had protesters storming the presidential palace, Congress, and the Supreme Court, clearly trying to create chaos. Um, the question is whether or not this was a Fed surrection or an organic, spontaneous event 
led by actual Bolsonaro supporters, uh, because we know what happened here with Ray Epps and Antifa initiating the riots. And I got to show you guys one one particular video that I just find a little bit odd. And it is, let's see. <laughs> I was going to say, I wasn't sure if I was going to show you guys this one. But here's here's a little funny joke. The, <laughs> here, <laughs> oh my god, that's so that's just, this is such a funny meme, dude. Here's here's your Fed boys. These are the guys that were breaking the glass and breaking in. I wonder if they were. Uh, I wonder if they were federal agents or not. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I I wasn't I wasn't planning to show you guys that. What I wanted to show you was this video right here. See this dude with with the American flag, the real young dude. Uh, you know, taking the barricade and busting through the glass. I just feel like that guy smells like Antifa, man. He smells like Antifa. I, I feel like he's got very low testosterone. Um, I He's young. I mean, I'm pretty... I don't know how it is in Brazil. But over here, the conservative crowd, the Trump supporters, they're, they're of a, you know, of a, uh, an older demographic. So when you see a bunch of young people leading the charge to break into the building, immediately red flags go off for me, you know, because that's what we, I mean, we saw, we saw on January 6th, a bunch of people in riot gear in their mid twenties, uh, trying to pose as Trump supporters and they were, they were the ones leading the charge. So I'm not sure what's going on here. I'm not going to sit here and claim to know that these people are, you know, uh, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I know they're Antifa, but something smells off about this. Now, let me show you guys another clip of them blaming Donald Trump again. So every single article, every single video that I've seen, they're literally blaming Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. And it's the regurgitation of the same talking point over and over and over. Take a listen. And we can laugh at that. But he's there because uh, he's very corrupt and he's a subject in multiple criminal investigations. So he has to stay out for his own uh, safety uh, of Brazil right now. And yet his supporters, uh, he has, you know, the big lie playbook of America, of Trump was uh, applied. And, and Steve Bannon and other advisors of Trump have been very active in Brazil. And so his groups of supporters who never gave up, they won't Mm -hmm. concede, and they've been camping out near military headquarters around Brazil. And they had a base now to uh, attack the three branches of government to show just what they think of democracy. As you are speaking, we are showing the the video of what was unfolding today in Brazil, and it is just harrowing to see this. it reminds me of January 6th. So, so we have to talk about the trump yeah, no shit connection. You know, in the lead-up to the Brazilian election, Senator Bernie Sanders, he warned that Bolsonaro was really laying the groundwork for what former President Trump did on January 6th. I, I want you to listen to what he had to say, and I want to get your reaction on the other side. He's laying the groundwork. You know, it's, it's no great secret, Ben. I think yeah. your view is this. What he's doing is what Trump did. He's laying the groundwork to say, look, and it's what, what's what Trump did. Uh, this is a fraudulent election. I won, and I will not accept the results. And by the way, I have the military behind me. Uh, this is clearly, you mentioned people like Bannon and others. Uh, this is part of a global effort 
to undermine democracy all over the world? <laughs> okay, so they're taking a page out of Trump's big lie playbook, right? This is this is uh, Mr. Bernie Sanders, Bernie bro. I'm pretty sure he was supportive of Hillary Clinton denying that the the 2016 election results were were valid. So simply to the to these people, just by simply claiming that the election was stolen or even suggesting it, is taking a page out of Trump's big lie playbook and setting up for another attack at the Capitol. That's all it takes for these people because Bolsonaro didn't say anything even remotely close like Trump was talking nonstop on Twitter about um the, the the stolen election and the attack on uh democracy and blah 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 Trump was way 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 more outspoken than Bolsonaro he barely said anything the dude was pretty much silent the entire time i mean apart from like one time where he came out to the, the his supporters and led a public prayer the dude hadn't said hardly a single word. So, and not not only that, he wasn't even in the country at the time that this went down. But they're saying that he incited an insurrection. And not, they're not just saying he incited an insurrection. They're saying that he was advised by Trump and, and copycatting his playbook. This is crazy, man. I mean, so, I, I just... Uh, I was looking at a bunch of tweets, and I saw that you have a bunch of lawmakers, U.S. lawmakers, calling for the extradition of Bolsonaro back to Brazil. AOC, of course, is leading the charge. Old Horseface is leading leading this, this movement to try to extradite and give him over to the socialist illegitimate regime, Lula, to be taken as a political prisoner. So AOC says, nearly two years to the day the U.S. Capitol was attacked by fascists, we see fascist movements abroad attempt to do the same in Brazil. We must stand in solidarity with Lula officials' democratically elected government. The U.S. must cease granting refuge to Bolsonaro in Florida. So they're literally calling on the Biden administration to intervene here and extradite him back to Brazil. And it's not just her. You also have uh, Representative Jamie, uh, what's his name? Ratskin? Ratskin. Now, I know who he is, but I was trying to say his name is Ratskin. It's more fitting than Raskin. Okay, so democracies of the world must act fast to make clear there will be no support for right-wing insurrectionists storming the Brazilian Congress. These fascists, modeling themselves after Trump's January 6th rioters, must end up in the same place. Prison. Dude, I just wish I could bitch slap this guy. Aren't you the guy that during the impeachment trial fabricated evidence? Or was that your buddy Swalwell that bang this, bangs the Chinese spy? I'm, I'm, I don't know. But anyways, this is crazy, man. What this, what this is, this has been happening around the world for decades. The CIA running color revolutions and overthrowing uh, duly elected world leaders around the world. And now we're seeing it in you know first world developed countries and our country we saw it here so now we know the playbook we know exactly what it looks like and now we're seeing it in brazil and it's the exact same thing and the parallels are strikingly i i mean it's identical and we're over here sitting sitting here like dude they're doing the same thing to them that they did to us and they're trying to tell us that trump started a, an infectious movement where we're now world leaders 
when they lose elections, they're just going to come out and say it was stolen and it's leading to violence. So they're, they're trying to say that Trump has created a domino effect of violent insurrections around the world. I swear to you guys, I can hardly, I can hardly take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. The, the gaslighting, the lies. I don't, and, and, and to see people parrot these talking points like actual people, I don't know if they're bots or shills or what, but you see actual accounts on Twitter repeating these same lines. And I'm like, dude, how can you be so stupid? I literally just want to strangle you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can't say that because I might, I might be, uh, the FBI might kick in my door. But you know what I mean. They frustrate me to no end. And I just can't believe that people could be so damn gullible. <sighs> I mean, to say that he took a page out of Trump's playbook, I mean, what exactly does that mean? Did he say, well, let's, uh, let's all peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard and uh, go home and remain peaceful? Is that the playbook that you're talking about? Because from my recollection, Trump never incited an insurrection anyway. But that doesn't change the fact that these people don't care about the truth. They don't care. This is a, this is, see, what they're doing is overthrowing world leaders right in your face. And when you try to question it, then they, they incite, they incite some act of violence or some act of chaos to then call you a domestic terrorist. Then everything you say from that point forward and you, you, are, you argue for free speech and say, I should be able to question an election, well, they're going to silence you and say that that type of talk could lead to another attack at the Capitol. This is how it works. And we're seeing, this is the playbook. So when people say, you know, we need to uh, take to the streets and we need to do this and we need to do that, clearly they have a way of co-oping and psyoping mass uh, gatherings and stuff like that. And it's it's inevitably going to happen whenever you have mass uh, protests. I You know, I was thinking, since the election happened in October in Brazil, and you've had these protesters on the street for like two months, I was thinking the entire time, I was like, well, how come there hasn't been a PSYOP? I mean, how come there hasn't been a January 6th? And, and then I realized, well, it's probably because they're waiting until Lula takes power. They're waiting until Lula get sworn in, and then it's going to happen. And I said this to somebody on Telegram, but I couldn't find the damn screenshot to prove that I was a prophet, that I had a crystal ball, and I could see the future. I couldn't find the screenshot, but I said it. I promise. And anyway, so I figured the one thing that they probably learned is to wait until the unelected socialist dictator takes power because... The only thing that was, the only thing they were waiting on is for Bolsonaro to lose control of the military. I mean, Bolsonaro said he didn't have the military on his side, and therefore he couldn't do anything about the stolen election, but he still had the power to give the order to the military. And the moment that Lula was sworn in, he no longer had that power. He no longer had the ability to tell the military to enact article, I think, what is it, 142 or whatever, to restore order to the institutions, seize the voting equipment, and release the source code. Once Lula took power, you know, they didn't have that ability. So now, when you push everybody to the Capitol, to the Supreme Court, 
into the halls of Congress and the chaos unfolds and you have Lula calling them fascists and saying, okay, now we need the military to step in to restore order. You know, it's it's Lula giving the order and it's not for the military to seize the equipment and audit the machines and reveal the source code. Now it's to take all of you as political prisoners. So I think that's why they there was a bit of a delay before the PSYOP, you know? Ah, so, man, apparently over 400 people have already been arrested. There's like uh, 1,400 or 1,200 of them that are, you know, holding a certain position, and they've sent in the National Guard and Riot Squad to take them down. And over 400 have already been arrested, and, and those people are probably going to get treated worse than the Jan 6 political prisoners here in the D.C. gulags awaiting trial. Because, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, we're not talking about the United States. We're talking about, you know, Brazil. So, <sighs> it's just a shame, man, and it's downright scary. By the way, just before I started this show, Disclosed TV, they said just in, Brazil's Bolsonaro admitted to hospital in the U.S. And, uh... Cat the Great just forwarded from Paul Sarin, saying, quote, I'm waiting for confirmation. Bolsonaro does have a frail health ever since he got stabbed in the abdomen during the 2018 presidential campaign. It's not unusual for him to make trips to the hospital, including a few days before the campaign. So it, it appears that Bolsonaro is in the hospital, obviously in a hospital here in Florida, but it's not clear why. So I don't have any details on that. Disclosed didn't give any context whatsoever. But there are reports that he has now been hospitalized. Now, I forgot to I forgot to bring this up at the beginning of the show. But um just like Trump, just like Trump condemned the violence that happened on January 6th, Bolsonaro has also released a statement condemning the vandalism. Now, apparently they were actually live fired on and five people were shot. The Gateway Pundit says 1,200 arrested, but there's only been 400. So let me not screw this up. So I think Gateway Pundit has it wrong. There's 1,200 people that they they sent the National Guard and the riot squad after, but they've only taken about 400 so far. They're still going after the, the remaining 800. So, but five people were shot. Protesters were disarmed. Provocateurs... Um, Protesters disarmed provocateurs and handed them over to the police. <clears throat> so, this article is about Bolsonaro condemning the vandalism. He's not encouraging it. He's not He's not supportive of it. The dude put out a statement condemning the demonstrations and the violence. So he said, peaceful law-abiding demonstrations are part of democracy. However, vandalism and invasions of public buildings such as occurred today as well as those practiced by the left in 2013 and 2017 are not legal. Throughout my term in office, I have always respected the bounds of the Constitution, respecting and defending the law, democracy, transparency, and our sacred freedom. I repudiate the accusations with no evidence attributed to me by the current head of the executive of Brazil. So he condemns the violence and denounces that he's responsible for it. I don't see how you can even claim that he's responsible. I don't even see how you can... They're literally the only... They have less evidence 
to say that Bolsonaro incited what happened in Brazil than they did on Trump. <laughs> because he's literally not said a damn word. The dude's been totally silent. I don't even know if he's publicly said the election was stolen. The only thing he's done is question the, the election. And what's he supposed to do? Was he supposed to to uh, condemn the people peacefully protesting? That's their right. That's their that's their right. Their constitutional right to protest. They were peaceful. So he what was he supposed to do? Tell them to go home? Why would he tell them to go home? They were peaceful for the past two months. What was he supposed to do? Come out and say that the election wasn't stolen? Well, it was. And that's his right to think it and believe it. And, and so is it the right of all the other people. But, so, so, so now you have uh, an event which took place on the 8th while he was in Florida which he said nothing about, which he, he didn't tell the people to go there, none of that. It's not like when Trump invited the people to the Capitol, he didn't even tell them to go there. So they got absolutely nothing. But again, it doesn't freaking matter. Joe Biden is on Twitter siding with um, siding with Lula. Matter of fact, let me let me get that let me get that tweet up from old Sleepy Joe, and I'm sure he didn't write it. Joe Biden doesn't run his own Twitter account. But President... Ugh. <coughs> I almost choked there when I accidentally said President Biden. So, where the hell is the tweet? I had the freaking tweet. But basically he was saying, I stand with Lula. Look forward to working with you. This piece of, piece of scum. Piece of scum, Joe Biden. So the question is, are they going to expedite... Are they literally going to expedite Bolsonaro to Brazil? And on what grounds? What basis do they have to do that? There is an extradition agreement between Brazil and the United States. So that is, we have an agreement. But the question is, on what basis are you going to extradite them? You don't have any evidence or there's not a crime that's that's even, that could even possibly be alleged. So... But the the point is, what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to continue to make the claim that Trump is harboring a fugitive, effectively, even though he's not staying with Trump, he's staying with a Brazilian UFC fighter in Kissimmee, Florida. He's not with Trump, but because Trump has had talks with his son, they're saying that Trump is advising him, and uh, <laughs> they're saying that he's fled criminal probes you know, to to Florida, and he's evading the law. So, they're going to try to extradite him, and they're going to try to take him in into captivity, along with all these other supporters. It's not going to be good, guys. I, I don't, I'm not Mr. Hopium, okay? There's absolute, I'm not going to peddle any hopium about this situation, because this is not going to turn out good. I'm telling you that right now. This isn't going to be... There. There's no Q operation happening here. Um, And I, I feel for the people... I. I pray for the people of Brazil. That's all I can do from here. But this is probably going... They're probably going to end up worse than the people that went to the Capitol on January 6th. And let's just be honest. <laughs> Super Buff Shaz says, Bolsonaro has to apply as a dreamer. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, let's take advantage... Yeah, just take advantage of our freaking... Look, man, just... uh. <laughs> just uh look just go 
down into Mexico and come right up through Arizona's border. And then you're in the clear, man. Then, then you'll get all the great benefits that we have to offer. We'll put you up in a hotel. You get all kinds of social services, man. We'll give you, we'll just give you free money, a free cell phone. We'll put you up in a freaking nice place to live. And uh, we won't touch you. We'll just act like you're not here. All right, so now let's talk a little bit about Brunson versus Adams. I don't have too much else to say about the situation in Brazil. But so, guys, I was pretty... I was look. I was honest about you guys, about this from the start. This case was not going to be heard by SCOTUS, and the unfortunate thing is that a lot of people got their hopes up for this, and I kept getting it sent to me over and over and over. And every every video that I did, every live stream, every post, there was comments about well, Br- Brunson versus Adams. I think something's going to happen here. This could be the one. Blah 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 blah. And I feel bad for people that got their hopes up about this because. There was never any possibility that this was going to be heard by SCOTUS. And I I, I tried to say that to people, and the backlash that I got was really annoying. So I just stopped talking about it, and I was like, all right, let's wait until, let's wait until we get an answer, and then I'll talk about it again once I'm inevitably proven correct. And I'll tell you, look, I don't mean to sound cocky, but I am. I just try to hide it. No. <laughs> so anyways, listen. Here's why it was never going to succeed. Mr. Behizzi actually released a statement in his expert legal opinion, which I think brilliantly sums it up, and I, I want to read that for you guys. So this is a statement from Behizzi, Boy Wonder, or a.k.a. Chocolate Superman. And he says, Brunson vs. Adams has been dismissed, and we can finally get over it. The case creates some decent theories worth looking at, But it was never worth the hype. Brunson wanted the court to adjudicate the removal of hundreds of members of Congress and bar them from running for any other office. As cool as that sounds, it's actually super unconstitutional, even if the election were rigged. To put it simply, it's a civil case seeking criminal relief. To remove someone from office on the grounds of treason, they have to be charged with treason. In this case, Brunson sought for SCOTUS to essentially punish them for treason without them being charged with it. Imagine Democrats seeking the removal of hundreds of Republicans from Congress because they failed to investigate something. Yes, the 2020 election was stolen and we want remedy, but Brunson didn't even allege election fraud. He alleged that the failure to investigate was treasonous and justified the penalties. This case would have created irreversible damage to our judicial, giving judges stupendous amounts of power the founders never intended. And that's absolutely right. The founders, they laid out the impeachment process as the only means of removing somebody from office. Now, treason is a little bit of a gray area because if you're if you're tried for treason and found guilty, then you're no longer allowed to hold office. Now, Brunson versus Adams, the Behizzi lays it out. The main problem with Brunson versus Adams is not only that the, the judicial is not the one to remove from office per the Constitution, but also because it was a civil case. It was a civil case seeking criminal relief, and that just doesn't exist. There's not a, a legal dicta or, or any sort of precedent for that. It just, it just is non-existent. That's not a thing. So you're, you're, you're trying to get relief on the basis 
that these people are guilty of treason. But you haven't charged them with treason. You guys see why that was a problem? And so I, 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 I'll take it a step further. When people were telling me, when people were telling me that effectively, uh, what was it, the, uh, the person representing the U.S., Solicitor General, when the Solicitor General waived their right to respond in this case, a lot of people said that means, wow, the U.S. Solicitor General took a look at this case and thought it was so bulletproof that they're not even going to respond? Oh my God. No, that's not what happened. In reality, and and, and I I talked to some uh, people that are actually attorneys and not, you know, the crooked the crooked attorneys. I'm talking about people that are on our side. And what they told me is that, listen, the reason the U.S. Solicitor General waived their right to respond is because the case is dead on arrival. There's absolutely no chance in hell that SCOTUS is going to hear this. So what they're doing is waiving their right to respond to be courteous to the Supreme Court justices so that they don't have to waste their time reading another filing, reading their response, reading anything. That's that's what that's what they said. So, I mean, look, guys, do you really want to live in in a country where the Democrats? Let's say Trump got reelected in twenty twenty four. Let's say let's 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 make that mental let's do the mental gymnastics where there's no election fraud and trump actually gets elected in 2024 well all the democrats would have to say two years into his presidency is that we believe that there was fraud in this election and you didn't investigate it and and we're not going to prove to you what it what the evidence is we're not going to even show you any evidence of fraud we don't have to the fact that you didn't investigate it is treasonous, and therefore, we want you removed from office. All of you. I mean, that's the, that's the kind of precedent that this would set, and that's not the kind of country that, we're, that the, the founders envisioned. It's all about checks and balances, balance of power, and that would give way too much power to the judiciary. So, so effectively, Mr. Behizzi laid it out brilliantly. Now, there was also another case that was dismissed by SCOTUS, and you know what? I'm going to cover Behizzi again. So we had another another uh, case that was tossed by the Supreme Court, which was challenging Pennsylvania's universal mail-in voting law. Now, I can take a stab at this one. So effectively, there was a challenge to uh, Pennsylvania's universal mail-in voting, and the challenge was that so the legislature, they set the time, place, and manner of how elections are conducted per the Constitution. And by allowing mail-in voting, you're not designating a specific place where voting is supposed to happen. You know, we're, we're supposed to vote at the, at the vote center, at the precinct, and the legislature has to designate a place. Being able to vote from home is not constitutional that was the basis for their case now i thought that was a little bit of a reach from the beginning because 
that I, I didn't think that the SCOTUS was ever going to go for that because really, it it it, it derived the power the power to legislate how elections are conducted. It's the it's the legislature's authority. They can make laws. They can write laws that you can vote from home. They can make they can make laws that you can vote from the freaking moon. It doesn't. There was really no basis for that. So, uh, here's what Behizzi had to say about it. He says Traver Herbert versus Pennsylvania was always an uphill battle in the courts. Act 77, which is Pennsylvania's Universal uh, Voting Act wasn't some illegal guidance from the Department of State. It was a real law crafted by the Republican legislature in 2019. The law itself is actually constitutional, just not the enforcement thereof. The Constitution gives state legislatures broad power in setting the times, places, and manner of holding elections. The argument could be whether the Constitution supports election day or election month but that wasn't the argument in this case. It was whether the law itself was unconstitutional, and it isn't. He's, he's absolutely correct. The man has a pretty damn good understanding of the law and the Constitution. I Look, mail-in voting is a completely exploitable form of voting that's vulnerable to all sorts of mishap. But this case was on the basis that the legislature had no constitutional authority to allow mail-in voting, and that's just not that's just not true. It wasn't a good challenge. So, <sighs> listen, man. The swamp runs deep, baby. The swamp is running freaking deep, and uh, I, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't think. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think I should sit here and give you guys a bunch of hopium at this point. You know. Uh, hold on. I'm looking at a Gateway Pundit article. I'm looking at the, the news. By the way, let me take a second to just say that tomorrow there's not going to be a show. Most likely there won't be one Wednesday either because, and this is good news for me and for my wife, tomorrow we are taking our baby, who's one years old, and we're taking him to her parents' house two hours away, and we're dropping him off and we're not coming back until Wednesday night. And it'll be the first time that Mr. Van has spent uh, has done an overnight trip since he was born. And guys, we are we're we're literally pulling our hair out at this point because we don't have a babysitter. We don't have anybody anybody to help. And uh it's just gotten to the point where it's like we're we're getting desperate. So, I cannot freaking wait. Now I'm going to miss him, okay? I'm not a bad father. But I'm gonna. I, I, it's like I just can't wait to drop him off and just go breathe. And maybe, uh, hey, maybe me and the wife will get a hotel with a big gigantic bathtub. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Well, I don't want to get you guys. Listen, that's none of your business. But anyway, so uh, I'm not gonna be here tomorrow or the next day. I'm gonna be having a good time. That's what I'm gonna be doing. And I'm definitely not going to be trying to work. That's for damn sure. I need a breaky-poo. All right, so let's see. Let's see. All right, here we go. So it's a new article regarding Brazil. 
communists clamp down. Lula regime sends in buses to take thousands of opposition protesters to prison. Moraes blocks 200 Facebook profiles. Hotels ordered to turn over guest list. Damn. Yeah, so we know earlier in this uh, debacle, they got a, they got the Supreme Court to actually clamp down on social media. They got they got a, a court order to basically uh, shut down free speech and any talk about election fraud and the protests. So <clears throat> they've gotten um, they're they're blocking Facebook prote- profiles and they're also getting hotels to turn over guest lists. Holy crap, man! It it is like January sixth all over again. The only thing missing is Ray Epps. Well, there might be another Ray Epps. A massive crowd of tens of thousands of Brazilians descended on the capital of Brasilia on Sunday to protest protest the stolen October presidential election. We know, we know, blah 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 blah. We know, we know, we know. On Monday came the crackdown. Hundreds of buses were lined up in Brasilia to take the protesters to prison without trial, just like in America following January sixth. Just now. Evil Marxist Supreme Court Justice Alexandra de Moraes orders hotels in Brasilia to list guests who have stayed in hotels since January 5th. Protesters in Brasilia are being taken by bus to the federal police superintendents, and whether or not there is a crime in the act, they will remain in the prison area of Complexo da Papudo. More via Tupi report. Alexandra de Moraes prohibited the entry of all buses that took protesters to Brasilia and ordered the blocking of 200 profiles on Facebook and TikTok under a daily fine of $100,000. At least 1,300 people were arrested, including 40 children. The regime is requiring bus companies to send the list of passengers of buses that were present in the three days prior to the protests in Brasilia. First they steal, then they lie, then comes the mop-up operation God help us. It's the exact same thing. It's shockingly, shockingly the exact same thing. And all those people will probably await trial for the next two years, maybe even longer. <clears throat> so, Slave to Him says, shut off electronics. Good time for coming for Nick and family. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Brad Tard. Lula is shafting Biden with his position on Ukraine. He's looking to Putin and BRICS versus the U.S. source, the Durant. Yeah, yeah, I saw that about the children being arrested. What the hell is up with that? They're arresting children, apparently. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's odd. They're, they're taking them by bus. Yesterday, they sent in the, the riot squad and the National Guard, and they were, they were literally buses lined up that they were taking them and they weren't like <clears throat> DOC or whatever. They were like public transportation buses. So it's, I'm not sure where they're taking these people. So anyways, guys, deep state infiltration is worldwide. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't just here, baby. It's happening across, across the freaking world. And so we got to pray for the people of Brazil. Guys, uh, I think I'm going to wrap this show up. It was definitely one of the more, spontaneous uh whatchamacallit impromptu not a lot of preparation went into this one sorry but i gotta be honest with you guys i've been putting putting a little energy into pumping out short videos clips to go on youtube hoping that they go viral then i could tell all those people come on over here to rumble before i get banned uh because this channel is getting a little stagnant 
The rumble, the growth is non-existent. And so I'm putting energy over there. I'm putting energy into it. And obviously I only have so much bandwidth. So I apologize. I apologize for that. But, um, listen, we can speed that process up if you guys go over to uh, Nick Moe on YouTube and just like, share, subscribe, whatever. And it'll only be like a week before I get banned, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but it's a strategy. It's a strategy to funnel people over here. All right, so like I said, I won't be here tomorrow or the next day. I'm going to be having a good time. I hope you guys do as well. Try to turn off the freaking news. If I'm taking a break, you can take a break. Come on. Like, I give you permission. Go outside. Go for a walk. You know, smell a flower. Smell a flower. Take a bubble bath, man. Take a bubby bath. Kick your feet up. Just forget about all this once in a while. Because if you don't, you'll go absolutely insane. And I'm living proof. Okay? I've, uh, I've, I've, I've lost my marbles long time ago. And I don't know if they're coming back. I've gone off the rails. But it's your fault, Joe Biden. It's your fault, you dumb bastards in in the deep state. Because I was chill before this, uh, you know, before 2020. I was chill. I wasn't paying attention to politics. I was just living my life. But you radicalized me, okay? If I'm a right-wing extremist, it's your damn fault. It's your own damn fault. So you created me. And now you got to deal with me. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for watching. Smash the like. Subscribe to this channel. Check out Nick Moe on YouTube. And I will see you next time. Also, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Nick. Go to PrepareWithNickMoeCedar.com. Save tons of money on a three-month emergency food kit. Uh, and get prepared because, guys, <laughs> the deep state is in full swing. Anyways, thanks for watching.